You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. But I do want to go back to Saturday night, because it was a special night at Madison Square Garden. Uh, the franchise celebrated its the 50th anniversary of its uh, NBA championship members of the 1973 team, including Walt Clyde Frazier, Jerry Lucas, Bill Bradley, Earl Monroe, Dick Barnett were all in attendance for the festivities while the captain, Willis Reed, delivered a video message on the MSG Jumbotron. The 1973 Knicks finished with 57 wins in that regular season. They beat the Lakers in five games to win their second NBA championship, Willis Reed, was named Finals MVP. The Knicks had at least five players in that series, averaged 15 points in against the Lakers, and six players would be inducted into the Hall of Fame as players on that roster. Phil Jackson, who was a player on that team, was later inducted as a coach. Red Holtzman, of course, who was coach of that team, inducted as a coach. And Dick McGuire, who was a scout and assistant on that team, also a former player who was inducted into the Hall of Fame. So just uh, a world-class a collection of talent on that 1973 team. What did you think of the ceremony uh, that happened on Saturday? Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was great the way they handled it. And, you know, these guys are getting up there in years. Um, we see, you know, a couple players have already passed away. They're represented by mm-hmm. their children and, you know, um, you know, wheelchairs and canes. And, you know, that happens when yeah. guys get up around that age. So, um, I, you know, it's and it's important to give those folks their flowers, um, you know, while they can still smell them, certainly. Um, and, and, you know, so I, I thought that was a, a really cool moment. Um, I thought the garden appreciated. And as you mentioned, I thought it was I thought it was cool the way the, the, the players, the current players handle it too. Uh, pre-game, um, you know, Tibbs talked about being a teenager in Connecticut, rooting for those teams and being a Knicks fan. Um, and after the game, Barrett and quickly, you know, and, and, and Randall talked about how, um, you know, just having those guys courtside, having those guys in the arena, um, they kind of wanted to show out and, you know, and make those guys proud. Um, and I certainly think the, the way they played and obviously not just, you know, not just getting the win, but, um, you know, as you mentioned, um, the, the five players averaging over 15 points and, you know, because that, that was the you know, consummate team mentality. Um, and I think it's kind of a high that Nick fans um, have been chasing for you know the last 50 years or yeah. so and um and even people born in new york um well after those years um you know are, are you know try you know listen to their uncles and their fathers and their grandfathers you know tell stories about you know passing and unselfishness and all that kind of stuff and um it's been kind of an ethos that uh, that the 90 Knicks, the 90s Knicks tried to live up to and um any great team um that the Knicks currently have or will have in the future will be compared to those great early seventies teams as well. They should be. Um, Cause that's kind of the benchmark. So, um, and uh, yeah, it was, I thought it was well-earned obviously. Um, and uh, I thought they handled it well. Um, so, so kudos to everybody all around. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, it was an awesome ceremony. Uh, the gold uh, the gold varsity jackets they gave out, sweet look, just like an awesome. It's got to be dope to like be one of the 12 or 13 people who have those yeah. 50th anniversary jackets. Well, um, well, well, Clyde said he might put on eBay, so I'm going to be checking eBay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I hope you paid your credit card bill because that's, that's, <laughs> that's not going to go for a, a, a small penny. I actually do have quickly a little bit of sound from Clyde Frazier talking about what it meant to represent New York during that time. Enjoyed playing so much with these men. Uh, it was a, such a provocative experience. We had a veteran team. We understood the nuances of having New York on our chest. We knew the high expectations, but we relished those expectations because we knew we lived in the greatest city in the world. We played in the world's most famous arena. And we had unequivocally the greatest fans so you guys gave us so much confidence that we would say not in our house bill russell will chamberlain jerry west elgin baylor not in our house kareem and oscar robinson we are the new york knicks <laughs> I mean, this doesn't get better than that. Um, and, and it was awesome to to hear those stories of that team. And in some ways, I feel like the 73 team sometimes gets, like, forgotten a little bit because that first championship was so important and also so dramatic. Yes. You know, the, the captain gets hurt. You don't know if he's got to play. He comes out there in the tunnel minutes before tip-off. He hits the first two jump shots. Like, like, it's so dramatic, and it almost sounds like a movie. We kind of forget about 1973. Like, you know – in the Eastern Conference Finals, they they beat the number one seeded Boston Celtics. That was a team that I think after that point, I don't think they ever lost a game seven at home Correct. in Boston. Like it was, they were a, a juggernaut. Of course, there are no years of Bill Russell. Bill Russell had retired at this point, but I mean, winning in the Boston Garden uh, at home or you know, on the road uh, in in the game seven was a death was a death sentence. It was impossible, and that the fact that that Knicks team did that was a huge, huge moment in NBA history. And they used that momentum and then go on and and, and kind of dominate the, the Los Angeles Lakers in, in five games. And uh, just the depth on that team. I mean, you talk about the backcourt with with, with uh, Monroe and, and Frazier. Um, and then the fact they were at, able to add a guy like Jerry Lucas to an already dominant frontcourt with Willis Reed and David DeBusher and, of course, Bill Bradley just being the – the, the consummate professional consummate uh just like consistent player like uh it, it's it's it, i when i talk to older nick fans and they talk about those teams like i i get it like i i don't sit there and say oh here we go talking about the 76 like no like if you love basketball like go on a basketball reference maybe my favorite website of all time and look at just the talent collection that they had and and, and you see you know 
sometimes they don't show many game full games anymore on NBA TV and things like that. But just do yourself a favor and watch some clips of just how that team moved the ball, how unselfish that team was, how that team defended. Um, it's why we have the defense chant in sports. Like that started with the garden crowd chanting for those defense, the defense of the 1970s teams. Um, just an awesome time, an awesome time to be a Knicks fan. 100%. You know, you mentioned the six players that went on to the Hall of Fame and the coaching staff. and It just it, it, it remarkable. Also makes you appreciate it. You know, one of the things I, th- I think of is Patrick Ewing doing what he did during the 90s with, you know, role players, essentially. You know, Starks yeah. and Oakley with yeah. guys, all stars, <laughs> let alone Hall of Fame players. I mean, um, yeah. but again, you know, it's just it's uh, yeah, as you as you mentioned, um if we had been alive during that time, I'm, I'm sure we'd still be talking about it today. So um, it's uh, certainly they deserve their their recognition and they they got it. And, um, you know, we'll see if the Knicks can uh, continue to keep that spirit alive as they make a push um, towards, uh, you know, they certainly are, are close to reaching those heights yet. Um, but as you mentioned, these are small steps and they can take another step Monday night. We'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it will be important and fun to see how this team can continue to embody that spirit. I also want to give a quick shout out to the great Red Holtzman, who, of course, is not with us anymore, but was honored in that ceremony. Like, I think he's one of the more underrated. When we talk about the great coaches in NBA history, he always gets forgotten. I mean, and I know there are now, as we move on through our history, there are several coaches that have multiple championships. But when you consider uh, what he did with that Nick team almost immediately when he got here um, and he made them an instant title contender, they won two championships, they went to three NBA finals. Um, how they played in the playoffs, like uh, people forget in '72, uh, they went to the NBA Finals. They were only a 48 win team. Like, <laughs> like he uh, he just was, uh, and and how he got them to play together, and how he got them to play defense. Like, I just think that he doesn't get uh, the kind of respect that probably he deserves, and what he means to uh, not just the Nick organization, but just uh, to the NBA game as a whole. One of the best coaches in NBA history. So, major shout out to Red Holtzman. And you talk about the coaching trees of the great coaches, Phil Jackson, time and time and time again, you know, mentioned so many of the key tenets of coaching philosophy that he learned, um, that he later imparted onto, onto, you know, know, onto his teams. Uh, He learned from, from Red Holson as well. So definitely a a factor in there as well. Yeah. And you mentioned the players that were, you know, not with us and had their sons. So the son of Dave DeBusher was there. Um, Shout out to my guy, Dean Memminger, um, a a New York One uh, reporter and anchor who I actually worked with for a long time because I worked at New York One for six, seven years. Dean's a great guy. And of course, he was representing his dad, Dean the Dream uh, Memminger, who played on that 73 team. So it was awesome to see those guys uh, represented as well. It was a fun uh, night. Dave DeBusher's uh, grandson is a uh, yes, grandson. Yes, uh, yeah. But his, his 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 I think his son was there, but his grandson yes. is the guard on Shamla High School basketball. Oh, that is right. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Apparently, he's a really good player too. I heard. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, yeah. He's a little he's a little bit undersized. He's like a six point yeah. shooting guard. But uh, yeah, as a, as a Shamla alum, um, I've kept an eye on him. Listening.